Hello there and welcome to the podcast. It's John Markar here and I thought I'd just jump in with a very quick but very important message that I wanted to share with you before you delve into this episode of the Driven Chat podcast. This podcast, the Driven Chat podcast, has now come to an end. But don't worry, I'm not going to stop you from listening to this episode or from catching up with the 185 episodes that we've recorded in this format. I just wanted to let you know that if you're looking for our new episodes recorded after December 2023, then you'll need to seek out our new podcast, The Driven Podcast. You can find The Driven Podcast in all the usual podcast platforms, including, chances are, the one that you're listening to this one on right now. So please do enjoy this episode, share it with a friend by all means. But when it's done, don't forget to search for the new podcast, The Driven Podcast, and subscribe to the new format to hear the new stuff. To make life easy, head on over to the Driven website via driven.site. There you will find links through to the new podcast, including links to your preferred podcast platform. And hey, whilst you're there, why not check out everything else we do, including hand-picked automotive news stories, car and bike reviews, video features, and even more. For now, though, I'll let you enjoy this episode. And I will remind you again at the end of the episode, but for the future reference, this message is approximately 1 minute and 30 seconds long. That's six clicks on the 15-second skip button. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Hello. I believe this is podcast number seven. It's the Driven Chat Podcast. Thank you so much for your company today. Thank you for taking the time to download, subscribe. Those of you that have reviewed, etc. It is greatly appreciated. Now, a little announcement, because this is the time to do the announcements, right? At the top of the top of the show. You may remember if you've been listening for the last couple of shows, we've been blessed with celebrity accompanying us on the last couple of shows. Kelvin Fletcher was just brilliant. Drew Pritchard was hilarious. And I will say this now, Paul Cowland has actively requested the right to reply and he will be heard. So we'll be getting Paul Cowland's take on Drew Pritchard's member soon enough. However, today we are joined by, well, actually we're not. We were going to be joined by Mr. Ewan Thomas. I believe he listens to the show. He's a friend of mine, Olympic legend, really, really good guy, massively into his cars. Got a voice note from him this morning, Andy. Um, I'm tempted to actually play you the voice note, but that might be that might be slightly harsh. Can we play it? Andy, no, we, we better not. Andy, Andy, I'm not feeling too crash hot. I haven't felt too crash hot for the last couple of days. Might be coronavirus. Well, that alarm alarm <laughs> warning, right? Klaxon went off. So we're not going to see him for 14 days. He'll be on a show in a couple of weeks' time. But clearly, clearly, we had to call it. Don't let that worry you though. The dulcet tones of Mr. John Markar. I'm here. I'm here and coronavirus free. And I'd like to think so is you. And I think this is this is the problem at the moment is people are getting common colds because the common cold hasn't gone away. It's still very much a thing. And of course, everyone goes, oh, no. Oh, God, oh you goodness and, me. Could you it and be? Bless him also thinks that he is coronavirus free as well. Yeah. He's just like he sent me this thing and I was like, oh, mate, listen, you've used the magic words. I can't. I can't let you near the crew, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> I just can't. No, it's for the best. And he was, yeah. and he, he completely understood that. And then, um, and then, and then he sent me this. Oh no, I've I've put it through the desk, so you can't hear it, can you? <laughs> Actually, hang on, you might be able to. No, I no, that's a sign. So my Bluetooth is my desk is connected to the phone. And I have got that slided down, and I was going to play you his voice note about. Actually, I've only got a cold. I'm just being a wuss. <laughs> but it's probably just as well that I'm not playing that because I haven't had his permission to even use his name. So. <laughs> so if if up to this point all you've heard is a series of bleeps when it sounds like we're talking about a name, it's because we're talking about. Beep. 
<laughs> yeah, you listen. In all seriousness, you and get well soon. We look forward to seeing you um, once you've had your self-imposed quarantine or had your test. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> now, the lady voice is not Mr. John Markar. In fact, she's becoming what, what seems to be the audience's favourite, based on the feedback that I'm receiving. Well, I think that's fair. Yeah, it's Amy Shaw. Hi, how are you doing? I've got to say, you are very impressive. Well, thank you very much. You've, for the simple <laughs> I reason, I don't know that why, but <laughs> Amy has a reason to celebrate today. I do. Oh, yes, yeah. I do actually. Yeah. So, shall I? I'll, I'll start with that. So, yeah, I uh, at the beginning of the lockdown, I had a phone call from uh, somebody that I'd only met once before, and he basically said, "Do you want me to help you get your racing license? And I will put you through your racing license to help me, you know, help other people, young people." get into classic car racing so this morning i ended up doing my arts test and so now i can officially say that i passed and i am now apparently a racing driver so. I'm yes that is so very cool that was really cool but um yeah i don't know i don't really feel like a racing driver and i don't think i will until i've done and completed my first race and not crashed and preferably not finish last but you know i just like to finish maybe one up from You're last much better off finishing last than crashing yes exactly i'll say that <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm loving it i mean john obviously you you had your you still have an arts license don't you i don't anymore oh, it's lapsed no but yeah i've done a lot of track driving i've done a few motorsporty things which are all very good fun and yeah it honestly the first few it doesn't matter if you're not uh Everyone wants to think, I guess it's like anything in life, isn't it? You want to be great at everything straight away. <laughs> but yeah, get the car home in one piece and you in one piece. And that is the greatest achievement. And then the rest will follow in time. And if anyone out there is thinking, oh, getting a racing license, that sounds like a laugh. Mm. A couple of things to tell you. Firstly, it is not prohibitively expensive to get a racing license. You know, it's there's a really lovely way of doing it that you, you send off for a pack. You get a video. You have to do a bit of learning so that you know your flags, etc. You have a little written test. And then you have a, a, a nice kind of fun on-track test with an instructor who, who kind of checks you over. And then you're free to go racing. The other thing I would say is that there's a very, 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 very small number of people who fail. Mm. Almost everyone passes. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> However, <laughs> I failed. Did you? Well, yeah. I didn't thing. know that. No, but he didn't. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, like, to yeah, support you here. He didn't fail. You just didn't complete the test and therefore oh. yeah so you you did really well you got what 100 percent on your 100 percent in the written so i so i did my written so the, the actual story is quite simple i was we were making a tv feature on it and it was myself and steve parish legend yeah. motorbike legend who's a great guy amazing company and that was kind of the problem he and i mucked around for too long <laughs> and it was for the silverstone classic which i host regularly and um and he was one of the celebrities that was racing and his arts test had lapsed Mad to think about that with his racing pedigree. I know some yeah. real, real high-level famous racing drivers who many times have gone, oh, damn, yeah, no, so, I need to sort that. Yeah, so he, so he so he, and I were sitting our arts test together and we were making a little Love TV it. feature of the Silver Service Classic. Was and, um, and so he and I literally just cribbed off each other in the, in the, in the test. Like genuinely, we were just kind of sitting there and I was taking it all seriously. I had swatted. I was, you know. <laughs> and so he's like, question two, he's like, what, what did you put for that? And so then we just start chatting our way through it. And we just basically... He was asking you that? Yeah. Surely he should know. Well, I said this to him and he was like, yeah, but I do bikes. And I'm like, it's flags. It's the same yeah, flags. they're the same. <laughs> they're the same. Anyway, so we, so we did the test together. And then the instructor decided to obviously do a few laps with Steve first. Yeah. Which, of course, we were filming and documenting and all the rest of it. And Steve stayed out a fair while. Oh, no. Because the instructor was clearly loving... Because he was setting some fast fast laps in the, in the Renault Clio or whatever it was. You know, he was, he was having a great time. Then it's my turn. And at this point, I've actually got quite nervous, right? Because I'm not competitive. I don't want to be a racing driver. I'm not bothered about any of that stuff. But I, if I set out to do something, I want to do it, right? So I've got, you know, I know I've passed my written test. So I get out there. And before my first lap was over, in fact, about 200 metres into my first lap, the, lap, the track is flooded the previously completely oh, no. empty track. The track was flooded with supercars. <laughs> yeah, not water, supercars. Oh, I was, the, I was imagining a weather phenomenon. No, it, was a it was a Silverstone. <laughs> and suddenly, you know, the track had been deserted. Oh. Parrish had it to himself for like an hour. <laughs> you know, and the way our cameras were and everything else, it was like, we, we need to stop. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but so have I passed? No. 
Oh no. You haven't done enough time in the car. <laughs> so yeah, so I failed. Oh, well, let's go and let's go and renew our odds together. I, I laughed at the thought of of Andy in this little Renault Clio like, you know, plodding up up the, up the straight <laughs> and then you've got this vroom, supercar that's like, supercar owners. <laughs> yeah, I did what you're supposed to do. I I went into the you know, you're supposed to kind of veer over in a certain way and I did exactly that. <laughs> you veered I got, over. I got Undercut by a, <laughs> of course, a hurricane. Love it. Love and so it. and so the guy was just like, "This is too dangerous. They're not behaving. You yeah. can't. You know, mm-hmm. just let's get off oh, quickly." What a shame. I'm really intrigued to see when they start doing like fully electric racing, and yeah. Well, there's Formula E. Well, no, like classic. Well, what I was going to say this might lead on to our next topic of like you know we've got these classic car being made into electric yes. cars now. That that kind of of course you've got Formula E, but like the yeah the classic car. So you're thinking historic. Motorsport, electric. but all electric. Yes. Well, there was there was a racing series that promised to be amazing called Electric GT, and it, it, as as far as what I know, that? it just kept on, kept on, kept on. So there was this guy who's this Scottish guy. I had him on the motor show years and years ago, and he had really high hopes and plans, and it was effectively souped up Teslas mm-hmm. racing each other. And it he rings a bell now. Now that you're it, saying, yeah, it was yeah. souped up Teslas racing each other, and he'd he'd got a few kind of mid-level racing drivers involved mm-hmm. in some sort of capacity and he kept promising a calendar and he kept promising some sort of race action and all the rest of it and I think he went so far as, as having a press day and I think Chris Harris went out there and I know yeah. I know a couple of other people went out there the thing that I think bit him in the bum was the fact that Tesla actively said we don't want anything to do with this ah. now if he'd got them on board could have been really different thing, and of course, and I and I do wonder because there's the the support series for Formula E, which is the racing E paces, the I pace E trophy, yeah, the the I paces, sorry, not E paces, but trouble is it's on the it's on the Formula E little tracks, so it's, yeah. and they're yeah. a bit too wide to overtake, so you mm-hmm. don't see a, a huge amount of it's not very exciting gripping action yeah. to be no. quite honest. So, but yeah, classic cars converted with electric engines racing. Mm-hmm. I think that's got the potential to be a bit Mario Kart, and I quite like that. Yeah. Mm, I'm on the fence, verging maybe slightly towards I really don't want that to happen. Why not? <laughs> because for me, specifically from a motorsport point of view, I am not one of these people that's against the electric electrification of classic cars. I know that, Andy, you've spotted one, a new one in the media this week. Yeah, we'll but talk about that. The um, I, I'm not against the electrification of classic cars at all. I think it's a wonderful idea. Um, do I prefer the sound of a flat six burbling in a classic 911? Yes. Uh, however, am I happy to see a classic 911 rescued with an electric motor in it? Yes. Also, I think that's wonderful. So um, whilst I think on the road it's a great, great thing, I'm also really excited about electric motorbikes. I think that's that's the future. I think that's really, really exciting. Electric cars, I think, are generally quite exciting. I don't think it's the future of cars at all. But yeah, the electric electrification of classic cars, good tongue twister, is quite cool. On the road, on the racetrack, nah. The racetrack, I thinking about events like Classic Le Mans, mm. Monaco Historic, uh, Silverstone Classic as well. Mm-hmm. The reason you go and see these classic cars racing is it's ten percent the visual, it's ten percent the driver. The rest is all about that noise. It's such a powerful part of that's that. That's fair motorsport. enough. No, that's a, that's a very compelling argument, and I, I and I'm not dis, I'm not I know I like to disagree with you most of the time, <laughs> <laughs> but also it's the the engineering behind what makes that car good. The yeah. majority of it is the engine, and you know we're talking about especially if we go way way way, way back to kind of nineteen early nineteen hundreds, so kind of twenties and thirties even the the old Bentley blowers and Bentleys and. Delahays that were racing with these stonking great big 16 litre straight eight engines there is something magical about those still working yeah. you know it's a bit like having a, a watch on your wrist from 1860 it's uh, it's an amazing thing to see that that was engineered then and it still does exactly what it's designed to do replace that engine with electricity it makes me sad. I see what you mean. I was I was lucky enough to host the Monaco Historique in 2018. I know cool. that because there's a poster on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'd never remember the year. I, I genuinely, I, I got asked the other day what year I just did certain things. No clue. It's, it's very easy to blend them all together, isn't it? Yeah. 
But you're so right, the Bentley blowers and so on and yeah. so forth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When you're seeing them panning it around Monaco, it's, it's the, but you're right, you hear them in the hills. That's it. And it is, it, it is, it's engulfing. And it's the smells, it's the, uh, there's just so much to it. Yeah, the smell, the feel. Okay, so a little bit of an in-between. The So Jaguar built their new E-types and mm. D-types. Even though, obviously, they're, they're, they're brand new cars, but yeah. not electric. Do you still feel this similar kind of reserve to newly built classic cars, even though they are you know, technically classic, built by Jaguar? Is that something you still feel a little bit like, mm, they shouldn't be on the track with the mm. with the classic cars that are usually racing? Kind of, I, I think I can kind of accept those a bit more because they are, as you say, they're built... Modern day, it's modern day build with modern day electric technology, just with a classic design. That's fine. You're not taking anything away from that car. Mm-hmm. It didn't have a straight six or a V12 that's been ripped out and replaced with an electric motor. So that's okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to let that one. You know what? John, you know what John's thinking here, don't you? Because you've named some expensive vehicles. <laughs> he's thinking, that would cost quite a lot of money. I'm in. Which leads us seamlessly. <laughs> <laughs> which leads us seamlessly to the money bags moment, um, which is the Ace Cobra. They, of course, I'm, I mean, I'm, I have a, a quite a, a love affair with Ace Cobras. Mm-hmm. I know that you don't share it, John, but I, for me, there is something intoxicating about them. I think they look cool. I think they sound phenomenal, and I've only ever been privileged to be a passenger in one. Mm. They smell dirty. They I mean, do. they are. They are. They're just that is it is a driving experience. I mean, I really must drive one. Actually, the closest I have is actually my classic mini. I have a wheel from an original AC Cobra. Is my wheel in my mini, so that's I cool. can just close oh, with my the steering wheel. Yeah, close my eyes oh, when, I, when cool. I'm parked and safe. Just going to put that out there and pretend that I'm driving a uh, an AC Cobra. <laughs> you see, I, you see, I'm a real fan. I think they're so cool. I really like them, and I'm always miffed that you don't, John. Well, I'll, I'll try and justify it. The I don't hate. ACs, I, I don't hate AC Cobras, as long as they're real. And this yeah. is this oh, right, is yeah, yeah. this I'm is the I'm thing. talking about a real one. Yeah. I'm not talking well, about the but there are not many. The and, and there, there are none. Oh, then are there actually? There's none? basically well, there, there are some, but they are so few and far between. And this is what would bug me. You know, if I let's say somebody very kindly walked into this room and said, "They are John. Here's five hundred million pounds. Go and buy a car." A, an AC Cobra should be high up on the list of iconic cars I'd want to own. But I'd actually hate it because imagine taking that car anywhere. Because everybody would be like, oh, everyone, that's oh, fake. look, it's a kit. Oh, it's another kit. <laughs> and do you know what? If you're into kit cars and you want a replica of a classic car because you can't afford the real thing, that's fine. But please, for heaven's sake, don't pretend that it's the real thing. Like, it, yeah, but if you have the real thing, John, I have been out in the okay, real thing. Fine. And, you know, because I know this because I pretty much saw the price tag. <laughs> and, and also the owner, you know. It'd be one of your had friends. Some, had some moolah. It'd be, it'd be one of your pals. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And anyway, so a couple of weeks back, um, I, I saw the press release and it sort of passed me by because life's been very busy. But it kind of dawned on me as we were meeting today. AC are bringing out a brand new model. They are. They're bringing it back. And there's going to be a ridiculous petrol version. And there's going to be an electric version. And John, the electric version is priced at... One hundred and thirty-eight thousand pounds. Ouch! That's cool. and, that, and that's entry level. You know, yeah, that, that's without the that's without Amy's steering wheel. Well, <laughs> I mean, the the key thing we have to regard this car as is not a car. It's a, it's a toy, really, isn't it? You know, we're not using this. Isn't a car you're going out to buy and use to run to the shops or yeah. do I would things. be using it for everything. <laughs> <laughs> if I had that, I'm not having to pay petrol. No. Yeah. So, so did you, you say that you actually out- want to be using it all the time, to be honest, because <laughs> yeah. because it's saving the planet. Well, it's not, but it's better than burning petrol, I guess. Do you say they're bringing out the petrol version as well? Yeah. Have you got on that uh, list, Mark, any prices of the petrol ones to compare the electric one to? I'm frantically scrolling through the Sorry. press release and I can't actually see they the must price, price comparison but yeah. not going to talk about yourselves i'll find it all right so game amy okay. okay while he's looking is the petrol version more expensive than the electric version no i think the electric version is going to be more expensive do you yeah not exactly the same no because at the minute uh something that we, i think we've discussed in the past is, is that the electric is still relatively new which makes it really expensive for all these people that are you know starting off this yeah. the, the the building of these electric vehicles and 
especially going into classic cars that is some th- oh no not even classic cars but into the, the I suppose the, sh- the body shell of classic cars I suppose a lot of things have got to be redesigned technically engineering you know kind of yeah designing of stuff and I think that's it costs money and it's trying to find the people who are going to buy those cars may still be few and far between and yeah trying to, to price to that market could be de- very difficult so I think the electric will be wicked but I do think that the petrol will be the the favourite and the cheaper one because of that. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not sure about price. I'm waiting to hear what John has to say, but I'm inclined to agree in terms of the popularity. Mm. You know, but what what would you want? Would you? I mean, you know. So I showed you the Taycan the the other week when we mm. had that, and I honestly is one of my favourite favourite new cars that I've driven. It was it was such a joy that just this electric car. So with that, I would have to really probably take both for a test drive to to actually decide on what I'd want, and I don't know how I'd feel driving what felt like a classic car, but without any of that futuristic design. I guess that would feel really really weird to to do that in, in a, yeah, an electric classic. Yeah. What do you feel? Yeah, what do you feel that you'd you'd kind of be happier in? I mean, it's the swings and roundabouts. There's mm-hmm. head and heart, isn't there? Yes. You know, my heart is going to want the engine. Yeah. My heart wants the noise. Yeah, it when you put the, your foot. It wants the burble. It wants the <laughs> just the kind of the chaos that happens inside those engines. It just enthralls me. I'm enchanted yeah. by what the mechanics in, of, 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 a, of a crazy V8, etc. Well, I have some more bad news. Oh, no. Because the engine that they're putting into the petrol model is a turbo petrol. It's a Mustang engine, isn't it? I believe it's a. It's going to be an EcoBoost engine, surely. I'm going to try and see if I can... Yes, it is. It's a 2.3-litre. It's the EcoBoost engine from Mustang. Yeah, from a Mustang. So you're not going to get a V8, I'm afraid. No, but it'll still be raucous. Mm, no, you're right, actually, because you can tune those engines up to be fairly exciting. Um, but a Cobra without the V8 rumble. Yeah, yeah no, that's a salient point. <laughs> and and so what was the conclusion? Did we think the electric version was going to be vastly more or vastly less expensive? I said that the electric is going to be, I don't think vastly more, I think a, a good amount more. Okay. What, Andy, what do you, what's your... Well, your armed guess? with the knowledge that you didn't have, which is that it's got a Mustang engine in, that... that that you're branding it very nicely there. What you could say is it's got a Ford EcoBoost engine in it, <laughs> which also goes into a Ford Focus, uh, the new whatever the Taurus is in America. Well, what, what I will say then is if it's more expensive, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you're, you'll be pleased to know it is less. It's still quite pricey. It's £85,000 if you want the uh, the turbocharged EcoBoost petrol version. So 138,000 for electric or 85,000 for petrol. So f- f- good 50 grand difference. Mm. And it, but it's a real AC, right? It's not It's a, made it's by not a AC kit. cars. Mm-hmm. So yes, you will have a on your logbook it will say AC cars and they'll call it an Ace or a Cobra or whatever you want it to be. Which do you get, John? You're 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 basically uh, myth by both, aren't you? I am, and I just uh, I, right, I'm right. going to go electric. Here's your three cars. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, no, fine. I'm going electric. All right, I'll do it. I'll 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 Intrigued. break them all. I'll, t- I'll take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> did they did they mention the range on the electric? Because that's that's going to be everyone's question, isn't they it? You know, dude. What's this? Not to sixty. How long does it go before you introduce it? Uh, right, range-wise, let's have a look. Scrolling through frantically, feel free to talk amongst yourselves. When you right, right. So, are you obsessed with Nord Sixties, Amy? Because it's it's something no, that manufacturers really. play on. It's sort of a bit of a bugbear of mine. Yeah, that people ham up that they could do Nord Sixty and oh, it's two point four, it's two point eight, it's three point one, it's three point eight seconds. What? Who cares? It's yeah. still really, really fast, and it's yeah. going to feel really fast. Oh, it, maybe they should like change it instead of saying Nord Sixty. You've got like this is slow. Or this is really fast. And then you get to the really, really fast. You can have these different ways of describing how like, fast. <laughs> like Tesla's ludicrous mode. Exactly. You know, that, I'm, I'm a big fan of that word. Well, the, the speed judgment that I like is a, a 0 to 60 time can be impressive. You know, like Nissan's GTR now produces something ridiculous, like three seconds, 0 to 62. Because, of course, everything's done in kilometres now. So it's 0 to 100 kilometres or 62 miles an hour. And, yeah, it is. that is, in a sense, ridiculous and, and very impressive. But for me... It's the stats where they say it goes from 100 to 200. Yeah. No, That's I get that. the one that really impresses me. Because yeah. if you can make a fast, when a car's already going very fast and its ability to then go Even twice fast. that speed within seven or eight seconds, that's where it blows my mind. Did I tell you that the, the Taycan made by Brain Slosh 
that is how fast I'm. It, it Did it really? On it. So I came out the came out the M6 toll, and I thought, you know what? I'll just I'm just gonna just floor it. Absolutely <laughs> have to do on the M6 yeah. toll. And honestly, I was my my brain caught up with me about a, a half second later. It was uh, yeah, insane. There is so. something quite magical. I I had a Tesla oh, P100, I think, when it was new, and they just launched. It wasn't. It was pre ludicrous mode, but it they had another bonkers name for it. And I remember doing the same and thinking, right, I found a nice quiet stretch. Let's see what the fuss is all about. And I'd never experienced anything like it. The acceleration did. It it does. It takes your brain a second or two to go. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm still enjoying the idea of Amy's brain sloshing. sloshing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think that sounds fun. I can't remember what you're trying to answer at this point. We were John. getting the north oh, the range. Oh, yeah, exactly. oh, and the, the range. Yes. yes. So while he's looking, the other bugbear of mine that, that manufacturers it, yeah. go on about, right? Is the Nurburgring record? I don't care. <laughs> I don't give a stuff. Oh, Marco wants to disagree. No, of course, of course Marco <laughs> wants to disagree. He knows how expensive it is to hire the Nurburgring. They've spent a lot of money doing that. It's totally worth knowing. That's why it's his favourite track. Yeah, but but you know, like, <laughs> oh, how is that going to make any difference to my driving of this car? Well, yeah. I'll tell you. Oh, here we go. No, the Nurburgring is is. I get. I do understand your argument, and I do. I know a lot of people that have the same grumble. It's oh, just why? So so obsessed with I don't care but to me so from an engineering side when you know the, the stresses and strains that go through a car at the Nürburgring Nordschleife to, to know how difficult it is to drive a car quickly around that circuit mm. it is absolutely mind-bending and I'm sure one of the old um, instructors there at the ring many years ago told me that I think was it Sabine Schmidt no but it was the same sort of same level same of calibre. experience and calibre yeah <laughs> she is the one to know to be fair and the it's something like one lap of the Norschleife is the equivalent in road miles on your car if driven hard of 17,000 road miles yeah. it's something absurd no. like yeah it's such an intensely hard the way that it works your brakes your suspension your engine your gearbox it has the same wear and tear and this, the guy that told me this, it was when they were driving the V10, the BMW E60 V10 ring taxis, and they were changing the brake pads. Now, you consider how often you change the brake pads on your road car. They change the brake pads every three laps. <laughs> That's an awfully, what, just but, ludicrously expensive. Right, so they change them every three laps. But are they getting down to squealy brake pads, or are they just like, meh, yeah, we've, we've is, got a little bit down. fried them to the metal. Okay, actually yeah, fried absolutely them. Absolutely done. So that's brake pads every three laps, and I think discs were once a week. That was, I wow. must say, that was brilliantly explained, John. Good. I don't give you credit. I'm very, very happy to lambast your money mags ways, but that was really good. And now suddenly I care about Nurburg Lack. But it, it, Nurburg if you're records. buying a car that has proven a lap speed of the ring that you perhaps intend to maybe one day take on a track day, the knowledge that your car can do that. Again, it goes back to watches is a really good comparison. How many people do you know that have gone out and bought a, a Breitling or an Amiga watch that you can go and go diving at 500 metres or that's, yeah, thousands? That's, that's literally all your friends, right? <laughs> Lots of people buy them. And Everyone the thing you've is, ever introduced me to. <laughs> I think that might be true, actually. And half of them still have their wetsuits on, so it's, it's good to know that they give but that the proper the test. People buy these bits of equipment with... You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of man hours that are put into them uh, to to engineer them to do these things that they will never do. My but the knowledge that you maybe one day might be able to is quite a nice, satisfying thing. My real world equivalent of John's <laughs> lavishness was I remember once saving up for a space pen when space I was. Pen. I got one of those. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't have to save up for it though. No, it was free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> And this was, it was so special because it could write in space. Yeah. How, how do you know it? Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I love that thing. That is, I love the story behind the space pen and it was the American I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Americans that designed it wasn't it in conjunction yeah. with NASA and well, they said we designed it to write underwater we designed it to write in zero gravity you can boil it you can freeze it it will always work and then the Russians went yeah yeah we've got one of those pencil now this is the thing <laughs> I true. watched a I watched a TikTok the other day which actually explained <laughs> this so yeah, I'm not going to admit that um, which apparently that is actually a complete lie oh is it really yeah it and up? it was actually the pen was was not um, developed by by NASA but it was developed by a separate company who then ended up get, you know, basically working with NASA and selling their pen to NASA. So ah, NASA didn't fair. spend like, I know, billions of pounds to create this pen. So it is actually okay, but it's a good story. So I think it you should continue story. to tell children this to get them into space. Yeah, and, and the key thing is Amy can dispel that myth because she watched TikTok. Exactly. That's right. So it and must this be is right. the truth. <laughs> but you must remember, kids, if you are listening, you must never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Exactly. Or a good TikTok. <laughs> or a good TikTok. Anyway, what were you looking up? We were looking up the range like... and it's hilariously bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Go on, have a guess. Well, you've just said hilariously bad, so it's going to be about 80 miles, isn't it? A bit more. I, I, I'm going to get 120. Um, ooh, close. 150 miles. <laughs> well, it's a non-starter for me. No, one's, no yeah. I mean, no one's spending, what was it, 138,000 pounds? This sounds like yeah. it, it could easily become a, a Mark Armones, a little grumpy Mark Ar, um Do you think, in all seriousness, have they done that? To try and offset emissions or something somewhere else. No, I think I think it's all. I think that in the future, I think, and in not too far away as well. I think maybe ten years from now, this sort of thing, this modern remake of classic cars, iconic cars with electric engines being fitted, coming out of the factory from manufacturers. You know, Jaguar are doing it with Jaguar mm-hmm. Classic. You've now got AC cars doing it. Um, there, there are other companies I can't think of the top of my head that are doing it. But I think in in ten fifteen years, once Battery technology gets cheaper because it has to. It's like anything else. When it's new, it's all very expensive because it's new and exciting and everyone wants to be the first to do it. Once five or six manufacturers are doing it, it, the prices will come down. Think of electric cars when they first came out. They were ludicrously expensive. And now you can go to Renault or you can go to Vauxhall even and buy... Nissan. uh, Yeah, Nissan Leaf for... The price of a you know fairly normal one of new John Marco's cup of coffees. <laughs> <laughs> so so listen, right? This was supposed to be a top line at the start of the podcast. Oh, let's mention the AC thing. Twenty eight minutes. Wow. In. Oh, wow. Well, we, <laughs> we, we haven't actually started the project. So should we, we say good night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. No. Um, well, let's have a little recap on. It's been a few few weeks, hasn't it, since we've all sat together? Because you've had a wonderful day with Kelvin. Yeah. Do you know what? I mean, that's occurred to me that we don't really kind of boast about this enough i know we no. kind of brag about our truck but actually we are the podcast that travels we are you know what i mean mm-hmm. because we do it from the driven chat truck we've been all over the country in the last couple of weeks you know we've been in wales manchester liverpool london bedfordshire we're going down to southampton in a couple of weeks time mm-hmm. yeah. we've got uh, sheffield's on the way we're going up to scotland you know we're, we're, we're all over the place yeah which yeah. is mad because we're doing a podcast and you don't know <laughs> which is <Yeah>. amazing <laughs> yeah as far as you're concerned walking the dog with us in your ears right now we are just sat in a room somewhere but which this time around we, we are, are. Yeah. <laughs> but we yeah are, we generally are clocking up the mile i'm getting really tired yeah <laughs> I, was, I was over the isle of wight the other day i you mean we're were. just we're doing so much stuff it's great it's brilliant but my goodness me it's no it's good it's good for breath. so i took a i took a week out because I had to go back and do some proper work, and you guys had Kelvin. Yeah. The week after that, we went and saw Drew. That was last week's podcast. Which that was, was fun. Fab. A bit naughty. Mm-hmm. Listen, if anyone thought that was a bit too saucy and a bit too naughty, apologies, Mum. Um, <laughs> yeah. We had a giggle. And, and <laughs> the trouble was, right, that, that, that Drew said a couple of kind of tongue-in-cheek quips, and I know Drew really well. His tongue-in-cheek quips are usually intended to land, and it landed with me. 
And the trouble is I'd caught Amy's eye. <laughs> and Mark, I'm sitting on his I- Ikea stool, hadn't, hadn't really picked up on my, it. because My was, back still hasn't recovered from that. He was a bit starstruck with all Drew's money. And so Amy and I were just kind of too busy giggling at what turned out. We, we just went in a different tangent. We did, we? yeah. And, and that it, was it for it the rest of the podcast. And, I, and then, yeah, then we just kept on referencing it. So, so apologies if it's a bit too smutty, but I hope you joined in with the laughter because it was, it it was intended to be a bit fun. I really enjoyed that. But it has been a few weeks since... Uh, we heard me in my finest form and the feedback that I've received and me being a bit grumpy has been a bit. quite fun. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and we've had an awful lot of people messaging on uh, both in the comments, the reviews of the podcast, uh, but as well as on our social media feeds on the Driven Chat and even a few on, uh, on on other platforms, on my own feeds, with people wanting, desperately wanting me to pick up on the list, which we will do, I promise. We're not yes. going to do it now, but we will do it. And there are a few examples that spring to mind. I had somebody, why I didn't think of this before, uh, again, relating to headlights, there's people that are, are obsessed with putting eyelashes on their cars. What the hell oh, is that oh, about? Man. Yeah, like ladybug stickers um, and all And that. people that leave the red noses on from... 30, 40 so they fade grey. Yeah. You just see it's these like grey, really red gray noses. Noise. In fact, in fact, we could spread the myth that that's how the cactus was designed. You know, <laughs> someone just put too many red noses on their car, left them on, and, so, and someone at Cactus it. Design HQ was like, "That is oh, a good idea." Won't scratch, won't bump. But yeah, I, I have received an awful lot. My my dear sister has sent me a list of six. Um, of her own, uh, we had a guy. Had a guy, um, a guy that I've not spoken to for quite a long time, who WhatsApped me after he listened to the podcast. And said, "You need to talk about people flashing their lights. People don't understand about what flashing lights on the road means." <laughs> He's absolutely right. You know, yeah. Nobody mm-hmm. understands the definition of flashing your lights. It doesn't mean get out of come the way. on through. It means yeah. I'm coming through. Yeah. <laughs> so again, we'll save it. We'll have a big rant. But when I d- and I have to point as well, someone stopped me in a restaurant clearly overhearing a conversation I was having with my friend and said, the grumpy one, yeah. We like it. Yeah, yeah, the, the grumpy one. I'm happy with that. I'm happy. If I, I like the grumpy one. He's my favourite. Thank you for that. Yeah. I'm going to get a t-shirt, the grumpy one. The grumpy one. one. Yeah. I'll get it done. But yeah, we're not going to talk about the list. We will come back to it and I promise maybe once a month or once every few weeks we'll, we'll revisit the list and we'll compile the list on the website that people can see. But there was a fantastic tangent that we almost headed into in that uh, whilst reeling off that list which was a story you started to tell Amy about a speeding fine in <laughs> accordance to your earnings now I've got one of these stories as well we had we purposefully haven't told each other these stories we were saving it for the podcast yep so I need to ask I think you mentioned Germany and speeding fine and you maybe were creative about what you earned would yes. you like to pick up from there okay so <laughs> Let me set the scene. It's about 11 o'clock at night and uh, we've been driving for about, I know, seven hours at this point and we are on the ferry as well. And then we get to this uh, part of the German, this long German um, bit of stretch motorway, which once a year, German police and TV cameras and radio show people all come to this this lay-by basically and pull over every single vehicle that goes along that road to check for sexy time well that would have been interesting but no (laughs) it was for (laughs) i mean why were the cameras there then (laughs) well i don't maybe that was like a side thing they got going on there but (laughs) they love that to be the case (laughs) if that was a known thing and the police were part of it if you want some sexy time once a year come here come to this (laughs) lay-by just off the north just left off the Nordschleife. <laughs> well, you know, that would have been a much happier story. <laughs> would it? Not. Well, what happened? Would so have had a happy ending. <laughs> I, oh, know. I knew you were thinking that. I didn't say it. <laughs> anyway, moving back to my story. <laughs> yeah, quickly, Amy, quickly. So anyway. So gets, you went in someone's book. So basically, the, we're getting pulled off onto this, on this lay-by and there's they sniff dogs for drugs and all sorts. And then we think, you know what? we think we're actually a little bit too heavy for the van and the trailer that we would were towing. We hadn't got anything ah. on the trailer, but ba- basically we were borrowing this van and trailer and we thought, you know what, we think we might be a bit overweight. It'll be fine because, you know, I was, I don't know what year, if you've passed your license before 1997, I think you have an automatically got BE on your license. Yeah, and after that, rights. Yep. So we were like, we found this out maybe like two days before. So we thought, you know what, screw it. We'll, we'll go for it anyway. Mm-mm, nope. So when this policeman comes along and then, the, you know, they're looking at all the trailer markings, feel like how heavy it is. And we're like, 
oh no so <laughs> then that basically meant that I because I was driving I'd been driving like about 10 minutes at that point we just swapped over I get pulled into the back of a police van and being uh, in told by these very was there uh, German trance music playing th- sadly not that would oh. have calmed me a little as you might freak me out a bit more but it, it, this this very strobe lights <laughs> this very you know what they even offered me a cup of tea <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, no, they, were, they were quite lovely but like so you're not, you're driving technically without a license. We are, which is also without insurance. So we are fining you. Um, we're going to give you a fine. That was the point where they said, "How much money do you earn?" And I was like, "Uh, uh I, I mean, I, I think I said last time I, I don't earn loads and loads of millions of pounds or anything like that." But I was like, "I'm just going to say that I earn less than minimum wage because I'm a photographer." <laughs> and so, and uh, yeah, it's for a long time I was a very, very poor photographer. So I was like, "Yep, yeah, this is this is how much I earn." And they, they so I think yeah, I said. That so I they gave you some money. They they charged me fifty percent of what I said I earn of uh, in a month, which uh, yeah, so they charged me five hundred euros, and they said you have to stay in this layby until oh, you basically you can you cannot you and yeah, yeah, I was with my partner cannot drive this trailer and van away. You have to get somebody else to to drive oh, it. Wow. So then I went onto Instagram and I was like help SOS we are stuck on the side of this layby in the middle of Germany has anybody got the next three days to fly over here I will we will unhitch the the trailer from the van I will drive this van pick you up from the nearest airport (laughs) which was about honestly two and a half hours away and can you drive us to Denmark and back and that was our, our story so this guy that I'd met at an event about two months previously Talked to him about 20 minutes, like, yeah, I, I can come over and do it. And what so I flew hero. out this practically stranger to spend the next three days with, and wow. or four days with. And yeah, it was, it was one of those things where it was an ordeal for about the next 18 months before I could see it as an adventure. So <laughs> yeah, that's often the way. I've had many of those where but, at the time it's an absolute nightmare, but then you look back and go, oh, actually, that was quite cool. So give us what I would really interested. Story. Yeah, I'd like to hear one of your because I you must have some wicked stories with all of the adventures you've done. So either yeah. either an ordeal or a speeding thing. Well, I'll give you both because the the similar story to yours. And this is the era, so as many people will know, if, you, if you're familiar with my background, is I, for a, a fairly big chunk of time, was involved in the production of the Gumball 3000 rally, which you may have heard of. And uh, I worked in the London office from 2012 to 2015, and I was kind of the, the, the team behind managing the, the event and the planning and the recce's and the rally you, and everything. You want to use the phrase, I was kind of a big deal. I was kind of a big deal. I was kind of a big deal in the Gumball scene. People kind of know who I am for that. <laughs> yeah, so um, one of the great things about organising the Gumball rally is not only, and I'm amazed how many times I still get asked this question, do you actually get to go on the rally? Yeah, <laughs> like yes, but also you get to plan the damn thing as well. So we go and do these reckeys and I went on this recce with a colleague and now a friend of mine, Aaron, and the year, this was the 2013 rally, so Copenhagen's Monaco, and we were out on the was recce. Aaron Sorkin? No, Aaron Lloyd Goodwin. Hi, Aaron, if you're listening. <laughs> Hi, Aaron. Hope you're well. But yeah, Aaron and I were set the task of going off and doing the recce. And that particular year, we were sponsored by Twisted, who you may have heard yep. of. They're the company that soup up Land Rover Defenders. They're, they're, I, I must say, some of their Twisted Defenders look very cool. They are beautiful, yeah. genuinely. And I'm, and I'm not saying that because they, there was any kind of sponsorship, you know, uh, brand loyalty in that sense. They genuinely are really cool yeah. things of kit. I've only ever seen like proper like chavy ones, you know, where they've they've decided to choose bad options because the the quality I think could be amazing, yeah. but I've just never seen one that somebody's been like this. This is a really That's beautiful. The, I one. think, and that was often one of the big frustrations with Twisted. Actually, was exactly that that they they appeal to a certain market of people. They have the option, you know, you have the option to walk into Twisted and spec your. Defender in a lovely pastel colour, like a pastel green with saddle hide interior, with all sorts of beautiful bits of trim. Or you can have tartan all over. <laughs> yeah, or you can go in and get it in gold. Let's wrap it gold. Let's put gold wheels on it. And yeah, so that was often the problem. Uh, incidentally, the twisted Defender that Aaron and I were given for this recce was uh, the theme for that year, for the 2013 rally, was called Gumball Army. So the theme was to wrap everything in camouflage. So we had a black and gold camouflage twisted Defender. <laughs> wow. So not exactly a subtle car. And we were off on the but recce. you loved it. 
I did you dress as a sailor? No, I didn't. Oh, I, so it's the kind of car that you like. You would go to church in, isn't it, every Sunday? <laughs> yeah, you, you'd certainly you'd get noticed in it, and we did. So we set off on this rally. We had an amazing um, on the recce. Sorry, we had an amazing time. We ended up in Finland. Uh, part of the rally went to Finland, and whilst we were in Finland, we were invited by another of our sponsors, an energy drink called Battery, to go to a ski. A it was a ski, snowboard, and rock festival in a lovely little town called Ruka, which is up in the Arctic Circle. So I was like, this is amazing. You know, we got to drive the Defender up to the Arctic Circle. And there we were, did this weekend. And on the drive back from the festival, to, so we could retrace the treks of our of our recce route, um, early hours of the morning, flew past what, to me, was just a regular T5 transporter Volkswagen van. And it was one of those moments where you're driving along, you know, going at a good pace, we're not speeding, and you think, could that... was I'm sure we've all done this, especially late at night. Would that have been a police car? Something in the corner of your eye goes, what is that? No. So I'm looking in the wing mirror as you do, driving along, and the blue lights turn on. Ah, it was a police car. And the Finnish police have this amazing technology in their vans where they can track their speed and then therefore the radar speed that you're going the other direction. So they knew exactly how fast I was going. They pulled over. They did all the usual things, breathalyzers, that sort of stuff, which was fine. And they sexy said, time? No sexy time in Finland, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, but they did say, yes, you were speeding. And and I had the same question. It was, what what are you doing here? Who owns the car? And what do you do for a living? And it was as they asked that question, I remembered, ah, yes, because they want to know how much I earn, therefore how much they can calculate the speeding ticket. Now, I told a massive lie and said I was a student <laughs> and I didn't earn anything. And I was here on a campaign <laughs> with this particular car manufacturer and this energy drink that they'd all heard of and coming back from this festival that they all knew about. So I thought, I've got away with this. I've just, you know, ever so polite. You're so sorry. I, oh, gosh, yes, I was going a bit faster. And it was only about five kilometres over the speed limit. It really wasn't that dramatic. But speeding in Finland is a bad <laughs> Is a, is a no-no. They don't like it, so don't do it. No sexy time. No sexy time. No, no time for anything. <laughs> so they said, um, we, we do have to give you a fine. Um, we understand you don't earn any money, so that's okay. So we'll give you the minimum fine, which I think worked out to be about 600 euros. And I was like, oh, gosh. God, imagine if I earned any money, that would be bad. Um, that is brutal. So that was the fine. I ignored it for the rest of the trip because we had the recce to do. And I even said to the police officer, you know, do I have to pay this now? Do we have to go to a cash machine? No, 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 just... Do a bank transfer when you get back to the UK. Great. Send it over. Job done. You haven't done it, have you? No. Oh, man. <laughs> so this was 2013, and I distinctly remember getting back to the UK and did that wonderful thing that we're all guilty of. We've all done this on social media and Facebook and various other things and written, does anyone have any legal insight into a speeding <laughs> fine from Finland? Do I need to take it seriously or ignore it? Because and about, Facebook are the experts. Well, exactly. Mm-hmm. So well, I'd all, if, if, well, they were. Now it's TikTok. It, yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, TikTok's the new era. <laughs> Check the TikTok. But I had all the Kevins and Karens commenting, nah, just ignore that. You, know, you don't need to worry about that. It's, it's not going to catch up with you. It'll be fine. So I did. I ignored it. And it didn't catch up with me until I went back to Finland about three weeks later because, of course, we had to organise the Gumball Rally. (laughs) (laughs) So I landed in Finland. I landed in Helsinki at the airport. And how their system does this, I have no idea, but it was incredible. Got to the airport, went through passport control, and it was at passport control that the um, customs officer said, and uh, Mr. Marco, um, how are you planning on getting around whilst you're here in Finland? I said... (laughs) Oh, um, we, uh, I've, I've, we've got somebody here waiting to pick us up at the airport, which was true. He said, oh, that's good. So you're not planning on hiring a car? And I said, uh, n- no, no, not, not hiring a car. And he said, that's very good because our system records here say that you're banned from driving here for five years <gasps> because I ignored the fine. Wow. So, yeah, for five which, years. Which must have lapsed now. Oh, yes, yeah, well and truly gone. But, yeah, for five years I was banned from driving in Finland because I neglected to pay a fine. Um, and that was that. That's quite. That's what good a story, naughty actually. boy! Yeah, the, but for uh, doing five kilometres over, over the speed limit. Yeah. Well, this is so. I I asked. I told you this earlier, so I'm going to ask Andy. How? What's the? Do you reckon is the the highest recorded fine? Yeah, in terms of monetary wise, that's ever been yeah given to somebody. What do you think it would be oh, for speeding? A, sorry, that's a great question. Whereabouts? Mm, I, I, you know what? That will be part of the question. Where do you where do you think is the country that or one of the countries that will give you the the highest fine for speeding? 
So you've got to think about which countries really hate speeding. <laughs> well, you, you, you just said Finland. Finland is one, They yeah. do, but there's another one. There is, there's one that is, that is a bit further away. Ironically, have some of the most beautiful roads in the world, yep. and they hate, seemingly hate, the motor car. Oh, no. <laughs> think cheese and chocolate. Really? And, yeah. Really? Well, and where are you thinking? Well, the Dutch. No. No? No. More cheesy and more chocolatey. Switzerland. Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. Mm. There was a Swedish man that was driving through Switzerland and he got fined a million euros for his speeding <laughs> fine. Yep. How so, much did he earn? Well, that's the thing. It, well, the, apparently he was a student. A lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so hang on. So if this is like the... So the German fine was... How do they calculate it? 50% of your month's earnings? 50% of my my month's earnings. That's a lot of money. That's a hell of a lot of money. So maybe that's why we never know any more information because he's like, I don't want anybody else to know that any more information. Doesn't want anyone else to know and he also doesn't want John becoming his friend. (laughs) But let's be honest. (laughs) Sexy time. At the scale of, like, surely it should be upscaled at that point because if if you're earning, if if it's a 50% fine, if he's earning 2 million quid a month, yeah. What's he got to worry about in the world? Oh, no, they're going to charge me a million pounds. I've still got another million pounds. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Like that, surely it should be scalable, but fair play. million quid. Mm-hmm. That's out with a bang. That's wow. He was probably only doing three miles an hour over the limit as well. And that's why Sweden's roads are so beautifully smooth, <laughs> because they've got that revenue coming in. It is yeah. such a beautiful This million pounds, it. it's going to fill at least 30 pot holes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your custom. Yeah. Please speed again. <laughs> or if we're sorry, County Council, we'll tell you we're putting it towards a roundabout and won't. <laughs> but we will close the road for 19 months, just because. Yeah. Um, anyway, look, I think that's it for your Driven Chat podcast for this week. We've, we've, we've done already. Had a really long chat. Already four. 47 minutes and counting. Wow. Good Lord. Sorry, know, guys. I Sorry you've had to hear that. And I'm not sure how much of that was what we were actually planning to discuss. <laughs> so, so at least we know what we do next week. <laughs> um, listen, thank you again for your company, for listening to us. You know, we do really appreciate you um, letting us occupy some time in your head and, uh, and making it a weekly thing because now seven episodes in, lots of you are repeat customers. So yeah, we've really our customers the wrong word. I know. <laughs> Let's go with friends. friends You're our friends. Yeah. It's a community. It is, and we are very much. You know, we we love seeing your comments about the podcast. There is, it brings us. A d- huge I'm a bit worried of joy. by what John's saying. He's pointing to his groin as he was saying. Was it. I? It was, <laughs> was I? With both hands, he was gesturing in a thrust position. I wonder what the his psychology groin. behind that is. That's we very love bizarre. seeing Slightly. your comments. But we do. I'm going to place my hands on my on my hips. I'm going to do a little teapot. <laughs> as I say, we do love seeing your comments. So thank you so much to everyone that is writing to us, uh, both with the reviews and on social media. We love, love, love reading it. Um, keep your complaints coming in. We are driven <laughs> chat. I'm really conscious about what I'm doing with my hands now. I'm, I'm waving them around. You're like thinking a, sexy time. I get it. <laughs> yeah, that's over. Keep doing what you're doing is what we're saying because we are ranking beautifully high in the world of automotive podcasts. And Especially in Denmark. <laughs> yeah, Denmark. Thanks. We are number one. Yeah, which thanks, is Denmark. Amazing. <laughs> thank you, Denmark. Let's go to Denmark. Uh, yeah, so thank you. Driven Chat, that's who we are on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. We have our own Facebook page. We have a YouTube page as well. All of the podcasts very soon will be making their way to our YouTube channel as well. Yeah. So yet another location for you to see and crucially a location for you to comment as you're listening. So you can add your comments there. I think perhaps by the time you're hearing this, it probably will be on the YouTube channel. So do head over there as well. If you want us to see your opinion, Write it down somewhere. I promise you, we read them all. Every single message that goes into our Instagram account, our Facebook page, YouTube channel, everywhere, we read every single one. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to write them. I mean, yeah. we've got nothing else to do. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, no, echoing that, we really appreciate hearing from you. We really appreciate your company. And um, we know you could go to so many other pods. So thank you for coming to us. Indeed. Yeah, thank you so much. Here's a little sting. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. The Driven Chat Podcast in association with Paramex Digital. You dream it, we bring it to life. Find out more at drivenchat.com. Oh, wow. You've made it to the end. The very end. And it's John Markar here again, reminding you that this podcast, the Driven Chat Podcast, has now run its course and has come to an end. To find the new format, search the Driven Podcast in your preferred podcast app or head on over to the website driven.site to find some quick and easy links 
through to the new episodes in the new formats on your preferred apps. Thanks. Bye.